Hey there, and welcome to the Dynamics Hot Dish Podcast, serving up stories and knowledge on Dynamics 365 and the Power Platform. This is what's hot in Dynamics. You're now joining Merlin Schweiger, Liz McGlennon, and Ashley Steiner. All right. So I have to show you this art that my daughter drew for me, and I'll, I'll give you the story before I show you the art. So when the children are home from daycare, which they have been this week, they want to play and interact with me, even though I'm here in my office working. And so yesterday I was in here and uh, they all came in from like outside or after lunch or something. And uh, Nora was, was very clingy on me. I was like, oh, well, I'm sorry, kiddo. Like, I can't complain. She's like, oh, I just want you to come play with me. I'm sorry, I can't come play with you. I have to do work today. So she leaves the room. She's very dejected. She leaves the room. I close the door. About three to five minutes later, she slides this under my door. Represent her feelings. She's crying. <laughs> you can see. Towards you can see. I'm facing the other way. I apparently am smiling. I have no concern in the world. And this is how she feels because I can't complain with her. And I have to say. For a four and a half year old, she is pretty well captured, like absolute sadness in this drawing. I feel like she did a really great job. Like you knew immediately how sad she was. By yeah. like, like she's not just like a little bit sad. This isn't like, oh, I'm a little bit misty eyed. This is like, no, like my day is ruined. She's bawling. Like, <laughs> arms are out. Yeah. So yes. what did you do? Oh, I, he, I he hung it up art. on his I, board. I hung it up on my board. I told her that I liked the art. I'm I mean, keep in mind, she's four and a half. She was fine 10 minutes later. Like, all is forgotten. <laughs> but in that moment, she was the saddest human on earth. I love that she had to draw it. That's amazing. It's really cute. I know. That's pretty adorable. I feel like that's something yeah. all of us see right now with, like, working from home situations, like, different things interrupting. That's true. It's become true. the norm. I know. People are still forgetting, though. Yeah. I mean, since we're all in the same boat, who can criticize, right? Anyway, topic for today, uh, the maker portal and the new form designer. Um, a little bit of an overview on what is this thing? Is it actually good? Is it not good? Uh, I don't have particularly strong thoughts, but I know that Liz especially has very strong thoughts. And so I'm gonna ask her to begin today with her strong thoughts on the maker portal. And I guess first I'll say, we should probably level set. What are we talking about when we're talking about the maker portal and the new form designer? Sure. Yeah, so the maker portal, and again, I don't know if this is the official name, but it's what we all call it, is the new place you do configuration work. So it's not the you know legacy customizations default solution or you go into solutions what we're used to, it's in make.powerapps.com. And you can do, a lot of stuff in there, but you can't do everything. So you're constantly kind of switching back to classic to do whatever you need to do. Like I've noticed you can't update like the entity attributes in there. At least you could in a month ago. That's the other thing too. They, they're changing it all the time. So just because there's a bug or it's missing something right now, doesn't mean that that's not going to be fixed or changed next week. So I think it's good for some things and not ideal for others. <laughs> There's also a learning curve too. I know when I first started working with it, Ashley, you've been using it longer. 
I had to ask you some questions <laughs> on where things were, like tips and tricks on it. So there's a learning curve. And if you're really used to the old configuration UI, it's definitely going to take you a little bit longer at first to do configuration work in the new place. And I think the hard part about the new one, so Liz, like you said that, you know, there was like a learning curve with it, but it, it like you completely access it differently as well. Mm -hmm. I remember, you know, a year and a half ago when I was introduced to it, you know, everyone's like, oh, there's this URL that you go to. And, but like, that was all people said, you know, so it's like, you have to know where to go now with like, especially with the new admin portals. And mm -hmm. now you have the maker portal. I mean, there's just so many different places now to do what you could do in the settings section of dynamics. So, um, so I think it's just knowing what you can do where also gets really difficult because you have all these different admin centers and portals and things like that available to you. So the maker portal is just one of them. Um, Thing, I've been using it for, like I said, I think maybe a little over a year and a half. I, there are a lot of things, a lot of things I like about it. Um, like I like, I actually like how things just pop up like every now and then I, like, I was thinking to myself a couple months ago, I was like, oh man, I wish I could just add some components here. And I swear Microsoft must've been like bugging my office or something because like three weeks later it just appeared. Um, and I was remember I was on a call with a couple other dynamics people and like we all noticed it at the same time and we were like wait this wasn't here last week like when when did this come you know like when did this show up and so it was like newsworthy you know yeah. we were all really excited about it but it was one of those things that's just like um i actually kind of like when those new things come up because it's i know that like i was thinking of it and then all of a sudden it's there so you know that they're making enhancements and um advancements on it oh definitely yeah it's like continually getting improved do you, how do you feel about the new view designer? Love the view designer because you can just drag and drop yeah. um, and you can like use an arrow to make the columns like bigger or smaller. And you can um, insert like you, you don't have to know like the trick to insert. There's just it acts like Excel more. Yep, definitely yeah. more like Excel. I wish that advanced find was more I think like you'll get there, though, because there's that like quick you know that new funnel by the quick find search that's like advanced find light and it looks like that so i feel like it's just a matter of time till advanced find has the same ui i hope so like especially with the drag and drop uh yeah. columns and things like that because i mean sometimes with those views that you create for people like they're just people so struggle yeah people struggle with advanced find yeah. yeah and the query builder though is easier too i think for people and like the related entity stuff and i think that's more intuitive now yeah, I first saw that when Dynamics Marketing came out. Um, that's how they built their, um, I, there's a name for it, but that's how they built um, a lot of things in Dynamics Marketing. And so I liked that they brought that over into the Maker Portal. Yeah. Because it was just, in my mind, I don't think for a user it might be easier, but I mean, for, for us who know the back end of the system, so. it's easier. I think like if, if they bring that to Advanced Fine and end users are trying to learn Advanced Fine, like I think it makes Advanced Fine a lot easier for people to figure out. Or I it would so. if it's there. <laughs> Either way, anything to make advancement easier. <laughs> Hoping that that happens. I don't know for sure. Okay, so how about I've shown a few uh, clients of mine that you like can access the actual data of the system through the maker portal. So if you're an admin, theoretically, you could just be in the maker portal all day long and not really switch to the, the front end of the system. Yeah, I do like that you can go into the back end and do like mass updates. Be careful, mm -hmm. obviously, with that. Um, but if you have like mass updates to do, you can actually just do that now to all of your data on the back end through the maker portal. You have access to all of it. You don't have to do like those 
exports or imports with Excel, man, those are painful. Um, you can do things like that just right in the maker portal. It's awesome. Yeah. I think that's a big one. Yeah. Um, I'll say, so yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things I like the, I like the little things, um, like the cut and paste <laughs> for me, like that has been a huge time saver. I don't know how many times or how much time you've wasted Liz trying to drag fields around. Yeah. On the forms, like on you can cut forms. and paste like a whole section now. Yeah. You can cut yeah. and paste the whole section and carry it onto a new tab. Um, what I also like is that it saves time from testing because your form already looks like what mm -hmm. they're going to see. So you're not having to like go in and customize and then publish and then go look at what it looks like, you know, on the front end, it already kind of looks like the front end. So yeah, you're not having to spend so much time waiting for things to publish and before you can see what the end result's going to look like. Yeah. The form designer doesn't look like 2011 anymore. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot update the related section though yet from the maker portal, like the left nav right. isn't available. Yeah, there's a lot of things that are not available and it's always really upsetting. I'll say that's one of the downsides, not, you know, I don't want to get on like the downside of the maker portal, but um, one of the things that always frustrates me is when I get into something and I'm like, oh, I want to change this. And then you see that, oh, you can't customize this here. You have to go into the classic settings. And then you get the pop-up that says, hey, why are you going to classic? I want to be like, because you told me to. <laughs> because it's not available. But you yeah. leave notes, don't you, Ashley? <laughs> I do. Yeah, I always try to leave notes because then they know that like, hey, I'm using this feature. You know, maybe this is one of those next things that they could work on. So hopefully they're listening. If they're asking for the feedback. Sure they are. Um, I've noticed, uh, in the maker portal, they've also, um, made a lot of changes to, I guess this is maybe a, an open question, how it, it seems as though it might be a little bit more cumbersome to do proper solution management, but maybe that's just my own inexperience. Um, so what do you mean like, by that? Like if I go to my data and I look at the tables and I just, there's a new button, I just click new table and then it's just going to throw in whatever prefix it wants, and not necessarily put that into a, a solution that's going to let me manage it properly. So you're saying you think it's easier for people to ignore the solutions area? Is that what I you're think hearing? so. <laughs> yes. But then that could also, like I said, that could also just be my own inexperience using it. I think either way, that's a training thing. Like, I can't tell you how many times I've seen end users customizing in the default solution and the like the classic sure. UI. And that's just a training thing and like how to set up a publisher. I think if you know that you should use a publisher and use a solution, like you just default to that in the maker portal. I would agree. Um, because I have actually never like I don't even know where to do like basic customization that you said, Merlin, in the maker portal, because I've, I've never looked for it. Like I just, I guess from training, I know that you always do things in solutions. Um, but I mean, back 10 years ago, when I was creating new things on 2011, you know, everything had a new prefix on it because I knew nothing about publishers. So I think that's 100% a training uh, thing that an admin or a consultant needs to know about. Something I do think you really have to watch is which environment you're in, though, because that's kind of easy to forget. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. my gosh. That is. Yeah. I, I can't tell you how many times I've accidentally made uh, mistakes in the wrong environment or made yeah. changes and it's not good. And it doesn't seem to always like default open to the same 
one. Like it's not the same one or it's not always your last one. Like sometimes it feels kind of random to me. Have you had that experience? I have too. Um, Like it goes back to the default or it'll go to like the last environment I had open, not even just the one in the maker portal. Um, But then sometimes it'll go back to the one I had open in the maker portal. Like you just never know. So I've had to train myself to like look in the right-hand corner Mm -hmm. and be like, okay, which environment am, am I in before I create this solution or start customizing? Yeah, definitely. I don't suppose there's any way to change the color. Like no, there's the theme dynamics. isn't applied, and you don't have like sandbox, um, you know, at the top like you would in a sandbox environment. Right. Yeah. That was one of those changes to dynamics that I was pretty jazzed to see when it was like, oh, you can make your development environment like hot pink, so that you know that you're in a development environment. Right. Or your production environment hot pink. I worked in one that was. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it was pink and purple. (laughs) If they listen, they'll know I'm talking about them. (laughs) (laughs) I like the creativity, though, that you can do when you start getting into uh, being able to customize the different pieces. So, but yeah, you can't theme it to be like match your environment theme. Um, I would say that some things on it just also seem to be buggy. Um, and I would say just like be patient with those. Like I noticed that when I go in and start to use the portal, um, the maker portal, it like when you click on like a section on the top, it'll then just like move everything down. And then like your section is like, and I've seen other people, this happen to other people too. Like it's just really touchy and kind of buggy, but I know it's just because they're making updates to it all the time. Um, so it's one of those things where, you know, I think this goes back to conversations of like other things that Microsoft is doing and like other things they're releasing is, you know, is it faster for you to go into the old customizer, create your solution and do it? Or is it, you know, a good chance for you to go in and learn how to use the new maker portal and take the time um, and actually do it there. So I've completely switched to the maker portal when and where I can. Obviously I have to switch to classic sometimes. Um, It doesn't slow me down anymore, but there is definitely one of those learning curves where I was like, oh my gosh, this will just be so much faster if I go create a solution the old way, go back to the old experience because I cannot figure out how to get this done or how to lay it right. And Liz, you had some experience with like forming or putting columns like together, even like in the, like just recently. Yeah. Yeah. I switched to it too. I wanted to learn it. And so it was much slower at first. Um, I think something with the forum designer and I think just the new unified interface is that some of the like the formatting options we had before where you would like right click on a section or on a field and like you'd have options of like columns or stuff like that. It's not really available or if you do change it, it doesn't show up. Um, And I I don't think that's a bug. I think it's just the new unified interface and then those shouldn't be options anymore. So that's something, um, some other, like a real bug that I've noticed is that the back button will disappear. I don't know if they fixed that, but like if you did a save as of the form or if you switch to classic, the back button would disappear and there's really no other solution than just reopening it, like starting over and going back into the maker portal. (laughs) If it makes you feel uh, like it used to be worse, if that makes you feel better, like that back button would disappear, (laughs) like just opening something and that back button would disappear. So that's the problem with being a super early adopter. I'm just a <laughs> <Yeah>. semi-early adopter. <laughs> it's like, and for anything else though that Microsoft releases, like I'm just terrified one day, like you're going to go to the customizations area or like your old solutions and it's like, oh, surprise, takes you to the maker portal or something and it's not available. So just one of those things where do I think it's going away? 
today? No, but you just don't know when Microsoft's going to put it on that deprecation list. Yeah, there's too many things that you have to switch back to classic for still. So until they get everything moved over, I don't think they'll force us to move. I really want to see if they give security roles a UI improvement because those things have not changed ever. No, nope, I agree. That will be interesting. You still work in those, you work on those in classics. So yep. we learned those together, Liz. Yeah, don't ever start one from scratch. Always <laughs> do a copy. <laughs> oh my gosh, I know. And then like those, the dots actually mean something when they change colors. <laughs> well, I, there's a key at the bottom. Well, I'm just saying, like, it takes a while for like me to like be like, oh, it actually changes somebody's like. I remember yeah. when I learned the trick where you can you can click on the header, like the column header or the row label, and oh yeah, them and all at all once, them. and how much time that saved. I'm like, oh my gosh, I wish I knew this sooner. <laughs> As as an aside, you're right. Those literally have never changed since 1.2. The security roles looked exactly the same. You know, the merging hadn't really changed either. And I think that they mm -hmm. finally made, they did, I don't say, I shouldn't say, I think, I know that they finally made some changes to the merging. So I wonder if it's only a matter of time before they start looking at some of the other things that are literally the same <laughs> from years ago. Yeah. I mean, obviously, if they haven't changed, it probably still works, right? I, know, I, I think know. it's Maybe. one of those catch 22s like does it work in whose eyes like right. does it work yeah. yeah the other tip i want to throw out there going back to the maker portal is uh if you're switching to classic don't have both open at the same time like i've definitely had unpublished changes in the new form designer and then gone to the old form designer it won't save them both so like wrap it up in one area and then fully switch to the other ashley it looks like you've had the same problem <laughs> yeah so what i do is i actually don't even publish anything if i have to go back to cut classic i just save it there and then i go back to the maker portal and make sure those changes were made and then i publish so i don't if i have to switch to classic i don't ever try to publish it there because it's not going to transfer well so i just do everything i need to do in classic and then hit save and close and then go back and it seems to work for me. Um, but, Interesting, that's a good yeah. idea. Speaking of publishing, Ashley, have you found the equivalent of, you know how we would go to like an entity and just publish the entity instead of publishing all? Have you found an equivalent in the maker? Found the equivalent of that? and that Because that's a best practice. And it's one of the most frustrating things because like I might just make one small, right? And yeah. one small change and you just want to, you know, like you're changing one thing on the account. You don't want to publish everything. Well, right, especially if there's, you know, there's other people in there working, right. like making configuration changes, like you don't want to publish their changes. Yep, that's not something I found an equivalent to. I still go back to the customization or like customize all settings, whatever it's called to do that. Bummer. I know. That's too bad. I'll say another thing to look out for <laughs> when you're using the maker portals, when you do lookup tables. So I like, I do a lot of like lookup to user records. So we do, you know, like you add a, you know, you add a sales rep or something, or you add like, who's a CRM or something for this uh, opportunity or something like that. So you look it up to your user. Uh, the maker portal will automatically add that entire entity and all of its, like everything related to that entity onto that solution that you're working in. Oh. So like, it's gonna add all the fields, I'm sorry, the columns, um, it's gonna add in all of the forms, the other relationships of that entity, it's gonna add everything, even though it's really not applicable because you just need that one relationship on the table that you're working on. So 
Um, and that has actually caused issues with me, like when then trying to move a solution into a different environment, it couldn't move because right. I had all these additional things in there that I actually wasn't even using. So if you are adding lookup fields to other entities or other tables, I would just make sure that you're removing the ones that you're not actually editing from your solution. Um, and That's I've a heard hassle. it is, and you have to like be very careful about it. Like, okay, did I actually make any changes to this one or did I not? And then take it out because it'll automatically add the full table in. Wow. Yeah. That's too bad. That seems like a step back from the improvements that they made in adding dependencies a couple versions ago. Yeah, it's uh, quite annoying. And then I've spent a lot of time in the ArcSRM toolbox trying to find out what dependency I'm missing, and it really has nothing to do with my solution at all. <laughs> so. Speaking of fields, this isn't a maker portal thing, but something I noticed, I don't know when it came out, but have you guys seen that you can add the customer field to any custom entity or table now? Yeah. Like I found that when I was in the maker portal and I was like, when did this change? Yeah, there's definitely some like little nuggets in there. Like um, I noticed on the field types, um, column types, I guess, I don't know if we're changing all the names of everything with the Microsoft uh, name changes. Um, like there's some in there that were not available or are still not available in classic. If the customer is one of them. Um, there's a couple others that are in there. Like there's other things you can do with date and time, I think. Um, they're automatically separated now or something or um, so anyways, like there's additional field options in there that were not available in the classic. So mm -hmm. it's actually kind of cool um, to see what's in there now that they're making changes to the maker portal. It gives you more flexibility. That must be some of those options that are coming in from like building canvas apps, other power apps, right? bringing some of the power app stuff into the dynamic space, giving you more of those fields. If it's that's what it is making the improvements, that's awesome. Because I think adding the customer, especially if you're B2C, is really important. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's a request since since forever on the CRM <laughs> side. People have been asking for that. Well, how, how come I can't create that? Oh, sorry. It's a special field. Microsoft doesn't want us to use it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, any other uh, thoughts or additions? I know I haven't said much, but I know you guys got this. <laughs> yeah, I would just say, I, I mean, it's kind of like anything else. Um, you, you have to spend the time in there to find what's in there. Um, I, I think eventually we'll probably talk about the admin portal too, because I mean, everything is being moved. So, you know, if you're finding something still today in the settings, um, make sure that you go find its equivalent outside of the settings because it's probably available somewhere else. Um, because someday I just think that whole settings button inside of dynamics is going to go away that like advanced settings option. Um, so if you're still going in there to like edit your customizations or your currencies or your business hours, whatever it is, go try to find the equivalent of it wherever else it could possibly be. Um, because it's, it's not going to be there someday. And yeah, that stuff's going a bunch of places from what I've seen. Like it's the maker portal, the admin portal. I've seen some of the stuff like on the bottom left, like under app settings. 
-hmm. like it kind of like it's in a bunch of different spots but yeah it's probably a good idea to not just only use that old settings area anymore yeah yeah and some of it's even in the like the sales um the sales hub you know or the customer service hub you know like you'll you'll switch into those um apps specifically and you'll turn things on there so Mm -hmm. like you said Liz like you like it's so many different places, um, they're completely separating it all. So it's not all going to be in one place and you kind of have to remember where it all is. Um, not that it's, I don't want to make it sound difficult, but I also don't want to like, I want people to not be shocked. Like one day when that settings button is gone and they have no idea where to find things. That's a good tip. And I think unlike what we were talking about last episode where workflows and power automate, maybe you don't need to like totally make the transition now. I think, for this sort of stuff, the maker portal, the new form designer, the new admin center, like all of that stuff, probably start using it sooner than later as a replacement for the old stuff, because I have to assume it's all getting distributed because it all applies to different areas, depending on, you know, like business hours might apply to all of the apps that you build, whereas some settings might only apply to a specific app. And so they, they're, you know, distributing it where it makes sense to give you more flexibility in the future. I agree with that. I think if you were going to prioritize something new to learn, I would put the maker portal up at the top of the list. <laughs> Absolutely. I would 100% and solution management within the maker portal um, because it is a little bit different than moving solutions the old way. Um, but That's I think another that gotcha is that yeah. it defaults to exporting <laughs> a managed solution. <laughs> so you yeah, have to. And, yeah. Yeah. And it'll automatically bump it up a version. So yep. if you don't want it to do that, like it's just there's all these gotchas, things that you like, take your time, start a trial. I know we talked about that. I think on one of the first couple podcasts, um, start a trial and play with it because it's, yeah, it's uh, definitely different. Yeah. Good advice. All right. Well, we're at time. So you get 30 seconds for a last thought, either of you? No. All right. Sold. That's it. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Dynamics Hot Dish Podcast. For additional content and previous episodes, check out our website at dynamicshotdish.com, follow us on Twitter at Dynamics Hot Dish, and subscribe to our podcast for notifications. Thanks. See you next time.